Balkis, Raji, and welcome to Breaking Barriers with Awesome Balkis with a swag. I'm not alone today. I'm here with Olua Pelumi. I call him Pelumi. Hello, Pelumi. Hey, everyone. Yeah. Hello, Balkis. Hello, Pelumi. Thank you for joining me here today. And um, <clears throat> Pelumi is this uh, wonderful, very wonderful and awesome guy. Yeah. He is, a, he is a good cop. He's actually the community manager of uh, Lamide Johnson Company, and uh, he's doing an amazing job. He's a very good tech guy. He's very, very good with him. Yeah, he's very, very good. He's your go-to guy anytime, any day. So welcome, Pelumi. Thank you very much, Valkis. <laughs> you just want to flatter me this day. <laughs> Am I flattering you? I'm, I'm actually telling the truth about you. You know that, right? Yeah, okay. Yes. Thank you very much. Thank yeah. You very so much. today, our, yeah, you're welcome. Today, our topic is going to be on depression. Depression. But wait, Pelumi, why depression? Yeah. Why depression? For, for someone okay. very young, why depression? Oh, oh. Okay, so um, uh, depression because um, that I, I think I want to start off with a story, with a personal story. Okay. And uh, when I was in secondary school, okay, I I'm this kind of person that I'm actually very much outgoing. I like to meet people. Mm-hmm. I like being in an environment where you know it's bubbling and have, and all. But I think the secondary school I attended, I was in a category of kids where. You know, they were. I went to a school where, you know, quality education was given at an affordable price. Okay. Then put it that way. Okay. And the kind of kids that were there were like the most of them were the rich kids of Ibadan. Okay. Then. Okay. And I was just that average guy. And I didn't, um, should I say fitting? Hmm. I didn't really fit in. Hmm. So I. I, you know, constantly found myself struggling to fit in. You know, these are, these are kids that if they actually misplace 1,000, uh, they are not going to bother looking for it because there's still, there's still plenty of money. Mm. But yeah, I was, I mean, a guy who did not even take money to school at all. Mm. And my school fees was the most expensive at home. Mm. So please, yeah, there was just no need to take money to school. Mm. So... Then fitting in, you are just not that guy that everybody wants to go to. Hmm. You are not one of the hot boys. You are not um your 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 thoughts or should I say your feelings do not do not matter. It's not um sorry. Sorry. It's not um I was not just that guy. Hmm. I was not the guy that I actually wanted people to see me for. Yeah. And I started having thoughts. I was I would withdraw from my friends. Like I just entered the class one day and the next thing I would just not feel it and I would just withdraw. I would want isolate myself. Yeah. I'll go somewhere where nobody will find me. Yeah. I will go somewhere, somewhere within the school building where I know that the only person that can find me is me. Yeah. So it's and there, I'm there with my thoughts. At least then it was comforting yeah. to have to just be me with my thoughts, nobody disturbing me. 
and I just loved it. But then what, I, what, what do I think when I'm alone? I thought about, oh, nobody wants me. Well, at least I think I've got myself. But then I think at that, at that age, I think I was about 14 years old, 14, 15. And at that age, I started asking myself, I started telling myself that I need a therapist. Yeah. But I, I started thinking again that who am I going to tell yeah. that I need a therapist? Yeah. The next question they will ask is, what do you need a therapist for? at this young age mm. why, why what, what, what could you possibly be thinking about that will make you need a therapist at this young age mm. so all those things were on my mind then i had them in my head but i could not voice them out mm. Mm. and you know slowly slowly it was somehow i did not know book i was not a fine boy so to say then because then, if you actually the, the the definition of fine boy, then man, you know that me me myself, I was thinking, mm. you know, someone. <laughs> I can so imagine. I was uh, <laughs> so, I was just not that guy. But along the line, I started um, started you know I I I started holding on to something to ensure that okay, I am also worth something, mm. and. Eventually, I was that every teacher's guy. Hmm. Everybody loved me. I mean, from the owner of the school down to the gatesmen and the cleaners, they all knew me. And again, I was, I said, okay, let me look for one subject that I know I can master very well. So that at least when they are saying best in something, they can call my name. Okay, I held on to that too. Then I was just, I was very charismatic. Hmm. I loved that. But I, I'm trying to tell you all this because... This is something that people do not have. Mm. But then I had it. I was charismatic. People could relate with me. Mm. But I was still not satisfied. I was still going through some form of depression. Mm. And then there were some people that were going on to at the home front. So what I'm trying to say is that even if you have everything or you don't even have everything, you can still be depressed. Mm. And the first stage stages of depression happen when you are in your late teens. Wow. Yeah, late teens to your 20s. And that's when it starts. And when people do not talk about it, it gives way to a whole lot of things. So I had to find my worth in something. And from there, I started, you know, growing it. And of course, a lot of things have happened along the line. But I think my first stage of depression happened when I was in secondary school. Looking at it now, it all sounds so mundane. But as I then, it wasn't mundane mm. at all. Mm. It was a serious something. Mm. So that's, that's it. And a lot of kids are going through depression, but they cannot talk about it. Mm. And that's why, okay, we, we really have to talk about it, especially now that in the society of today, oppression is so much and it leads to depression to some other people. Mm. So that's, that's it. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Thank you for being so yeah. open. Well, um, yeah. you've said so much. You've said a lot of things. I can't ask you what depression is because you gave it you gave it. Uh, you you just gave a summary of what depression is. So now I I want to ask you, what are the signs that one should look out for in someone that is depressed? What do you think the signs are? Okay, um, the signs when you when you feel depressed, you you are you you feel sad, mm-hmm. and you have a depressed mood. Mm-hmm. And when I mean sad, it's not a sad of oh you are sad for this day maybe just one day or maybe two three days and then you're gone for 
for one to be diagnosed with depression, it has to be lingering on for about two weeks or more. Hmm. So, when that thing has been incessant for a while, then then that person needs attention. Hmm. Also, most importantly, a sign of depression that should be easy to diagnose is when the person has lost interest in in activities that the person once enjoyed. So, hmm. for for instance, you can be a person who loved you know chilling out with people you you love other people's company but all of a sudden you you just withdrew Mm. just like that there was a time i was i was i was with someone and of course that person i think people know me to be very outgoing and jovial but i was in the room with that person and i think two other people and the person looked at me for about five hours I wasn't the way I used to. The person actually asked me, he said, Balumi, you are unusually silent. What is the problem? Now, that, that's just for five hours. So that you know that for, to, to be able to diagnose these things, one has to be master so that you know the true nature of the person before being diagnosed. Then you can also, the person has a change of appetite. It could be, it could be weight loss. It could be weight gain. Mm. Mm. There are some things that people think about when they think about it that it's, that it's enough to weigh them down. Mm. They try and channel that energy towards another thing that can take their mind off those particular thoughts. I hope you understand me. Yes. Yes, I am. So, to some people, to just get it off their mind, they go and eat. They just eat anything they find. They just eat. Mm. Or it could be because maybe there's not much and they start to lose weight. Mm. So they don't really eat much. Also, they they have uh, I um, I understand. <laughs> I, I think I understand a little <laughs> bit about um, the network going up and up and down. Um you were actually talking about um the the signs of depression. So okay. and if, yeah. Go ahead. All right. So I was talking about uh, difficulty in thinking, concentrating, mm-hmm. and making the choice. Mm-hmm. You can imagine be a very sharp person, and the person is now having, is now being sluggish. The person uh, is having a hard time concentrating. Maybe the person used to be one of the top students in your class or the top employee, and the next thing he, he or she starts sleeping. You know that there is a problem. Also, mm. there's a feeling of being worthless or guilty. Mm. Uh, if you recall in my in my story, I talked about not having this worth that I mm. felt I was not worth anything. I mean, yes. I was just mm. that regular guy who could not fit in with his fellow mates. And of course, at that point in time, I didn't I didn't want the validation of teachers. I want that of my mates because mm. you know, then to me, teachers don't really matter like that. They are not mm-hmm. in my age group, so mm-hmm. I cannot really understand. Yes. So, so there was that feeling of being worthless and you know not. So that eventually, by the time I started knowing maths, because I think I moved from science to art. So okay. of course, and in science, math is the least of your problems. So when I got to art, I was like the second teacher in class, apart from the main teacher. And so, so mm. when I started to teach other students mathematics, I started having that sense of worth. That okay, it's like so. These people can come and meet me for something. I, mm. I, I have value too. Mm-hmm. Yes, there's that too. So 
this and many more are other signs of depression, but you know, I just thought to uh, mention a few. And lastly, I cannot, this one cannot be overemphasized, is the thought of suicide. Mm. 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 of suicide nowadays. Right now in Nigeria, it's actually high. In fact, just last week or two weeks ago, one guy was declared missing and and the next news we heard of him was that his body was dragged out of the Todd Milan Bridge Ocean mm. in Lagos. Mm. Mm. It was then that we saw his notes on Twitter, you know, his days, the press and all. And he just, because when you are depressed and you feel, and you know that you feel you don't have anyone to talk to about it, you just feel the easiest way out of it is that, I, I don't know, maybe it's just better if I'm not alive so that I'll stop having this problem. Mm-hmm. You just want to end mm-hmm. it off. And mm-hmm. so many things contribute to this. And I'm going to elaborate on them. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. From what you just, from what you have been saying, I understand that anyone can be depressed and it starts from uh, maybe early teens towards late teens and all that. And these things, they linger on and they are just there. Nobody, not everybody understands um, how to handle it because our parents never taught us how to handle it. They don't even know how to handle it themselves. Hmm. So why is it that we all do not want to talk about depression? Why is it that nobody wants to talk about it? Why is it something everybody is shying away from? That's why the fact that it's here with us and we we just refuse to see it. Why is that so? Okay. Um, the thing is, we have to first of all look at um, the very things, the very roots of the matter. Like, what are the things that can make us depressed? Or what are things that make us depressed? It could be the loss of a very loved one. It could be, you know, the instability of a particular situation, perhaps you're not financially buoyant, and it's been lingering on for a while. And then, you know, um, when you want to agitate a problem, you think of the benefits you could have gotten that you are not getting right now. Mm-hmm. You, you, you think about um, not being able to control that particular situation. You look left, mm-hmm. you look right, and see that, I mean, I just can't. And you are actually afraid that you may not be able to get out of it. For young, for young kids, it all starts from uh, maybe when the child is not doing well or, or, or so, and they start to compare with other kids. Like, can't you mm. see the daughter of Mr. A? Can't you see the son of Mr. B? He is this, she is that. And the child starts to feel some, some, some form of worthlessness that I'm not, like, the, the person is better than, than I am. Mm. And mm. it starts from things as little as that. Now, another reason people don't talk about it is because they don't even know they are depressed. Mm. And for you to be able to diagnose something, you have to first of all be able to realize that, okay, there's actually a problem. For a problem to be solved, there has to be a realization that mm. there is a problem. But some people do not even know that they are depressed. I mean, Mm. depression does not come knocking on your door and say, hey, knock, knock, it's me. Mm. I'm here and I'm here to stay. It it doesn't come Mm. like that. It takes time for you to realize that you are depressed. 
Mm. It's just uh, it's just like people who are living a terrible life, but they don't know they are living a terrible life. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like telling someone who is smoking that you are gradually dying, and it will give you one thousand and one reasons why you say, "No, no, no, this weed is making me feel good." Yeah, I know. <laughs> you see, you get. You can know it's giving yeah. you inspiration, but they do not know that it's mm. gradually killing them. Yes. Mm. So, hmm. most people do not talk about it because they also don't know. Another reason why people don't talk about it is because nobody else talks about it. Hmm. Yes, I mean, a topic that people don't talk about, why should you talk about it out of the blue? Wow. wow. Yes. And most people don't talk about negative things. I'll give you an example. <clears throat> most people, when they want to, when they, are, when they are expecting, when they are pregnant, they want to talk about, they, they can't wait to tell people, oh, I'm expecting a baby in about mm-hmm. some months. They talk about, oh, we are going to get this cradle for this baby in our room. There's that excitement. Mm-hmm. But yes. nobody talks about when they have miscarriage. Mm. Nobody talks about infertility. Mm. Nobody talks about, you know, the different things that come with it. And that is because people deem it to be negative. And people don't really True. talk about negative things. True. True. Sure. So and they feel they feel two things from these things and is guilt. They feel guilty that ah I cannot have uh, a baby because of something I might have done in the past or mm. something something that's happened. Especially for those who are superstitious, and mm. they start feeling the shame of being that one person who is not able to deliver a particular result out of many people. It's like mm. failing an exam where everybody has passed. Mm. Yes, mm. and I want to ask you about because there's that feeling of uh, I've ever been in the position where you wrote an exam and you 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 saw someone or three other people who also failed that same exam. Well, how yes, yes, yes. How, how did you feel? How did you feel? Uh, well, you know, when you write an exam and maybe you come out of the exam hall and then you you meet people and they are telling you you've done you've not done this right you've done done you, this mm-hmm. is not the right way <laughs> you feel so bad like oh my god i've already failed, failed you yes. you you actually you feel depressed at that very moment because yeah. um it's it's you look at it and say oh wow so i didn't know it these people are better than me, than me. Mm-hmm. you feel you have that feeling yes and for for people when you when you actually feel i don't know for you but for me and for for some of my friends that i know when you fail an exam and you are the only one that failed it you start feeling mm. like you said depressed like hey so i'm the one that mm. has the problem but when you yes. start see three four five people who failed there's that high of relief that oh thank god i'm not the only oh, one i'm not the only one yes yes yeah we, we are there together so you see, so basically, there's like a community of depressed people where you know that okay, you can find a solution to that particular problem. So, and as such, which, which uh, is what you said before, anybody can fail an exam, and as such, anybody can be depressed. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, Thank you uh, so much. This is so so wonderful. Um, okay, so talking about depression, you said so many things, you said, um um loss instability not able to come uh, not able to control um things that you know you are able to control before mm-hmm. but um yes. I, I i i spoke to someone recently and uh, she made me realize that 
even um, moving children from um, from Africa to to the Western world mm-hmm. also causes the child to be depressed because you know the state of living in that very in in Africa is different from the way it is being lived here. Here you have to be more careful. Children don't go out without being monitored. But in Africa, they can play as they like. You don't need yeah. to monitor. It's kind of um, done on me that um, a lot of times it's the, the ups and downs that happens in a family actually affects children in different ways. Yes, It could mm-hmm. affect them to be depressed. It could affect them not to be depressed. They might be depressed for a while and then, then they just they, move on. They, yes, they move on. They get something to hold on just like the way you did mm-hmm. and they they have something like uh, they, they, they have hope in something that's okay. I'm able to do this one. I'm going to do it well. That yeah. is giving them hope that okay. um, they, they can get out of it. They can do better for themselves and all that. But mm-hmm. in situations whereby um, people don't, um, they don't have food to support them. They don't even know uh, what to do about it. Some people actually get depressed and they don't know they are depressed. People mm-hmm. around them don't even know they are depressed. So mm-hmm. how can we support those around us who are depressed? How do we know how to really support them? Okay. All right, so I would like to start from um, those who are actually depressed. And as much as this may sound as the conventional response to this, is that they should actually reach out. Now, the thing about depression is that it envelops you and feels mm, nobody can feel the way I'm feeling. So let me just sort out. Mm -hmm. Let me sort it. The way it is being lived here. Here, you have to be more careful children don't go out without being monitored but in africa they can play as they like you don't need yeah. to monitor it's kind of um, done on me that um, a lot of times it's the the ups and downs that happens in a family actually affects children in different ways yes it could yeah. affect them to be depressed it could affect them not to be depressed they might be depressed for a while and then yes they move on they get something to hold on just like the way you did Mm -hmm. and they they have something like uh they 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 have hope in something that's okay i'm able to do this one i'm gonna do it well that is giving them hope that um they they can get out of it they can do better for themselves and all that but Mm -hmm. in situations whereby um, people don't, um, they don't have food to support them. They don't even know uh, what to do about it. Some people actually get depressed and they don't know they are depressed. People Mm -hmm. around them don't even know they are depressed. So Mm -hmm. how can we support those around us who are depressed? How do we know how to really support them? Okay. All right, so I would like to start from um, those who are actually depressed. And as much as this may sound as the conventional response to this, is that they should actually reach out. Now, the thing about depression is that it envelops you and feels mm, nobody can feel the way I'm feeling. So let me just sort Mm -hmm. out. Let me sort it. Mm. 
Hey, Bucky. Hey, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so we were talking yeah. about how to support those who are depressed around us. All right. So, um, I want to say, as I was saying, that as much as those people should actually uh, reach out to people because uh, we were not created to survive alone. Mm. God has created what in the hands of another person. So we only have to reach out to get it. Now, for we who are around them, sometimes, most times, all we need to do is ask them. You see, you don't don't wait for them to come to you and tell them, hey, hello, I am depressed. Mm. There's this thing about... Well, I stayed, I stayed, when I was staying in school, I, I stayed with a roommate who was actually sensitive. And thankfully, I was also sensitive. Sensitive to the point that when either of us has started placing our hands on our chin, on our cheeks for an elongated period, the other person asks, what is the problem? Are you okay? Because when you're in that position, there's, the, there's that um, signal it gives that there are so many thoughts running in your head. Mm. So, but he cannot say, oh, it is not my business. It is his thoughts. No, 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 no. You see, in this age that we are, probably maybe many years back it was possible. You see, in this age that we are, where there are so many things bothering us, we need to talk. We need to ask people. Yes, there are some times when even we ourselves, we can get so um, enveloped with our own thoughts that we forget um, what is going on in the other person's life. We should try as much as possible to ask people what is wrong with them. Do not wait for them to come to you. Also, when they tell you, do not judge. Like I yes. said, the, 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 one of the reasons why I didn't talk about my, what was going on in my head that time was because of the likely questions those people were going to ask. Mm. Why did you need a therapist at this point? And because of that feeling, I decided, no, I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to talk about it. Also, emotional intelligence is key. Mm. You see, emotional intelligence is the ability to be aware of the other person's emotions while also maintaining your own emotions. And it's a course that I recommend all listeners listening to this to actually go and study in one way or the other because it is key in handling ourselves in whatever community we find ourselves, whether at home or at work or in the church. It is very, very key. And as far as I'm concerned, it is much more important than intelligent coaching. Hmm. So we need to all be emotionally intelligent because there are some things that you're going to say, either knowingly or unknowingly, that's going to affect the next person, which can actually push them in a state of depression or maybe trigger something they'll be trying to forget. Mm. Also, you, have to, you can support them in getting therapy. The thing is, dep- depression, it, it, it zaps a lot of energy and it increases the desire to self-isolate. When you are depressed, like I said, you don't talk to people, you feel you are better off alone. Hence, you actually withdraw yourself from your community and you don't relate with people. So help them in getting therapy. Help them to get help. It is very important. It's actually, actually, it's actually relieving when you talk to people about your problems. Now, it may seem to some people that, ah, I don't want to stress people, Jerry, and I don't like to burden other people with problems. 
But like my dad would say, he said, people are people through people. You, you, to get your answers, you need to talk to people. In the hands of the other person lies your solution. So you, when you know that you've been in a particular situation for long, you actually know that the answer is not with you at that moment. You actually need to talk to another person to get it. So you encourage them to stick with their appointments and ensure that you actually progress with them. Also, it's very important that you also take care of yourself because when you see someone who is actually depressed, there's this natural instinct that says, I want this person to get better. I want this person to get out of their problems and all. And in so doing, you invest all your energy. And before you know it, you yourself, you start getting little energy with no way to actually replace it. Mm. So you need to also take good care of yourself. So that's in many ways uh, uh, the ways by which one can actually support a person who is depressed. For women, it's actually, you know, we, I think women fall into depression more than men because of the things they face. Some, some of these things come as a result of uh, pregnancy and after pregnancy. I don't know if you can relate. Yes, I can. I can tell you that. <laughs> I, it happened to me. I can relate. <laughs> it, I can relate. Happens. Yeah. Hmm. I, 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 have, I have someone who uh, she, she was when she when she gave birth to her first child, she was about 28, 29. And okay. she didn't have much to say about her life. And, there was, and she didn't have any job. And you know, she was thinking that, so with at the age of 29, 30, what, what can I say I have achieved with my life? You know, coupled with the fact that you have a child and then thinking that you are a burden to your husband, it's those those kind of things come, you know, on the after pregnancy. I'm not I'm not a woman, so I don't really know how it is, but I've actually seen women, when women go through it and all. But this is just an example. Mm. So it's it's it varies from people to people because what can cause depression to someone, to this person, may not be would be the, be the cause of depression. For another person. So we should all encourage others to talk. And unfortunately, like I said, social media has not helped matters because everybody is posting his own, you know, um, form of joy that is actually mm-hmm. makes the other person depressed. And we are all hiding under, you know, sending stickers and memes just so that we can get away from those thoughts. And those who have died. It's not because we cannot, we, we do not want to remember them, but because we are trying to also escape our own thoughts that we actually try and invest our time into things that will make us happy. Mm. So we are all camouflaging. That's just it. So we can, once again, I want to reiterate, let us ask them, do not wait for people to come to you to tell you that they are depressed. It is, it is the main reason why we are having this discussion, why people do not talk about it. When we ask them, we should not judge. All what people just want at that point in time is for you to listen and validate their feelings. Mm. Just Thank listen. You. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so, so much. You've said you've said a lot of things. In fact, it it's 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 amazing when when you think you know something and then when someone is telling you about that same thing, it's a different <laughs> thing entirely. I thought I understood depression in my own little way. But now, I know that people are people, true people. Thank you, Kwelumi, for that. Thank you so much. So, um, in, in wrapping up, 
you made us understand so many things about depression. Depression is real. Depression yeah, is yeah. here. We actually have to talk about it. We don't have to be judgmental about it. And then we have to, um, how would I put it? A lot of people put out notes there. They put out um, uh, write-ups about, um, 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 about suicidal write-ups, about depression, yes. how depressed they are and all that. And the only way we can know and understand these things is just like Pelumi said, we should all, all learn about emotional intelligence. It's very important. That's where we'll be able to help ourselves and also help others. It's very important that we are all our brothers keepers. Thank you so much, Balumi. Thank you so, so very much. And yeah, thanks um, for having me. Yeah, thank you so much. And um, in wrapping up, I just want to say something. Um, I remember one of my mentors sometimes ago said something, and he said that one is too small in number to achieve greatness. One is too small in number to achieve greatness. If we think that um, we can do it alone, it's 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 not it's not. Uh, I wouldn't say it's not possible, but I would say it's not possible to achieve greatness just by oh. your single efforts alone. This is this is something that affects everybody. At different points in our lives, we feel depressed, we feel helpless, we feel, um, no, I can't just go through this. At different points in our lives. Well, let me make us understand that uh, depression can come in different faces. It can come in different angles. So thank you so much for listening. Hey, it's been wonderful having Olua Kwelumi here with us today. Thank you, Kwelumi, for your time. I really appreciate you for joining us. Thank you mm -hmm. so, so much. And till I come to you next time with another episode and another person, you just need to watch out. Thank you so much and bye. Bye, Kwelumi. Bye, Balkis. Thank you so much. <laughs>